The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. As the housing market continues to shift, we keep wondering who has the upper hand right now. Buyers are finally getting concessions, but are they in control of the market? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Daniel Hale. She's chief economist for Realtor.com. Daniel, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. So we're having you on to talk about the uh, August uh, housing report that Realtor.com put out today. I guess let's just start there. And what did you see for the month of August? Yeah, so the housing market continues to evolve, and the changes have generally been in a buyer-friendly direction this year. After years of the extraordinarily seller-friendly market, we're starting to see some good moves for buyers. We ha- we saw more homes available for sale in August compared to last year, and quite a bit more, almost uh, almost twenty-seven percent more. And we saw homes take a little bit longer to sell, so sitting on the market a little bit longer, maybe not seller's favorite thing. But gives buyers more time to make decisions. So that's certainly a good thing for buyers. Another interesting point is that home prices continue to grow at double digit pace, but the rate of growth has slowed. So uh, in August, we saw home prices up 14.3% compared to a year ago. And that's down from what we had seen in earlier months. So uh, there's not, I don't, I don't think you would call that price softening. Uh, but there is a slowdown in price growth, which is a first step towards getting back into a more normal range of home price growth. Right, right. And and normally the summer is you know the busy season, people moving before school starts. Obviously, now that we're in September, school around the country is starting again. So we're getting out of that summer buying season. What did we see this summer? Obviously, if you look at some of the top line numbers, it might seem like it was slower than normal. Is that what you guys are seeing in your data? From the sales perspective, absolutely, it was slower than normal. And you saw a really big change in inventory, which is what we track most closely, starting in May. So in May, inventories were roughly flat, but then started to grow in a really big way. Buyers kind of pulled back in what's normally that heart of home buying season uh, because mortgage rates were soaring, which meant that their costs were up 50 to 60% from a year ago, kind of depending on the week, uh, because mortgage rates were changing so rapidly. Um, and that caused buyers to be quite a bit choosier, or in some cases to push the pause button on their home search entirely because they just couldn't contend with those higher costs. Um, but sellers were still pretty actively joining the market from May to June. We had more sellers this year than we did at this time last year, but that's starting to turn around. Now we're seeing sellers understand that the market's a bit softer than it was, a bit more challenging. Um, and some have moderated their expectations and continue to list, but others have just decided that maybe they don't need to sell and make a move right now. And are you surprised by how obviously the market fluctuates all the time and the the way it was going for sellers was was not sustainable forever with double digit price growth. But are you surprised at how quickly it has seemed to have shifted? 
Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it has been a pretty abrupt change and it's because at least early on, you had these two factors working together. Buyers were pulling back at the same time that a lot of sellers were deciding, you know, that move that we put off for years, maybe now's the time to go ahead and make it. Um, in our surveys, sellers were telling us that some of them were selling to take advantage of housing market conditions that they knew were tipped in their favor. So when you have sellers jumping in and buyers pulling out at the same time, you get a really rapid turnaround. That turnaround has kind of slowed down a bit. So in August, we saw smaller growth in inventory than we did in July. And that's because sellers are also uh, getting more cautious about housing market conditions. Um, And so they're not jumping in with as much eagerness as they were in, say, May and June. Uh, And that means it's going to be a little bit slower to get to balance. We saw, like I said, this abrupt turnaround in May, June, July. And now we're starting to see the housing market find its footing. It'll probably move more more slowly towards a rebalanced market. Yeah, so people trying to cash in and realizing they're at the the tail end, they're at the wrong end of it, and and uh, suddenly having to reset their expectations. Uh, obviously, there were still sales over the summer, and you know, looking at some of the data that that Realtor.com put out, who who seemed like they were still active in the market. I mean, if it's not people saying, you know what, maybe we can downsize. Maybe we can finally make that move we were thinking about and cash in. Who were the sellers who were still active in this market? Yeah. So interestingly, we saw a lot of sellers um, selling at more affordable price points um, compared to what we've seen in previous years. So that was an interesting shift. More smaller homes are coming up for sale. Um, And it, you know, it could be some sellers deciding they wanted to make a move the other interesting thing that we've seen is a lot of cross-market shopping traffic. So people leaving one area and going to another, and they're generally moving from higher cost areas to more affordable areas, lower cost areas. Um, so if they had lived in their home for a while, say, and had some equity, they can convert that equity and really stretch those real estate dollars in a lower cost market. So that's another, another phenomenon that we observed in the first uh, half of the year. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And so we, we see this shift, but as you mentioned, prices are still going up. Affordability still remains a problem. Because prices and of course, you know, mortgage rates continue to sit in the in the mid fives. So have we shifted to the point where buyers have the advantage? Obviously, they're getting concessions, or are we just sort of at an equilibrium right now, kind of a standoff where where both sides are are even here? I would say it really depends on the local market that you're at um, and that you're working in. For instance, in the Northeast, we're still seeing somewhat competitive conditions. That's one of the only regions where um, inventory didn't grow relative to a year ago. So buyers are still much more active in the Northeast than they are in other regions. Uh, that may be more true in, say, smaller markets, uh, the suburbs outside of the big cities in the Northeast than, say, in the most urban areas. Uh, but that's something that the data tells us. Um, in other markets, uh, some of the biggest um, inventory gains have been in Southern markets like um Areas like Austin or Las Vegas or um, Raleigh, where they've just seen inventory soar, and it's almost back to pre-pandemic levels. So a lot of areas remain still below um, what we saw going into the pandemic. So 
uh, buyers are seeing some return to balance, but I wouldn't say they're quite at a balanced market yet. But other markets are a little further ahead of the curve. So you really have to pay attention to the local data in the market that you're in to know what kind of conditions and what kind of negotiating room buyers might have. So obviously, if you're uh, a mortgage originator in the Northeast, it's business as usual. If you're in some of these comp, uh, parts of the country where, where things have shifted, you know, buyers are now obviously taking their time. They want to make sure that they get the right deal. And if you're an originator, you want to help them get that. But how do you get them to 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 close now? I mean, what what sort of advice should they be giving? How should they take advantage of this market to to get a home, get a deal, and and get a home? You know, close that transaction. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you don't have to be as quick, perhaps, as you used to. Um, but for the best properties that are well located, I, I think we're still seeing them sell relatively quickly. So um, being able to be quick is an edge. I think helping shoppers understand the housing market, that it is slowing, but if they're buying on a timeline, uh, they need to make a move by a certain period of time. They uh, they may still want to put in fairly competitive offers. You don't necessarily have to be above asking price like we saw um, the past couple of years, but you, you would want them to put in a strong offer, especially for homes that are priced well. Um, those are still selling. And you know, depending on the price point, again, you're going to see different levels of competitiveness. So understanding just how um, how balanced or unbalanced that particular market is that your client is shopping in will help them understand how um, how competitive they need to be when submitting offers. Right. Be the expert for them and what's going on in their market as opposed to just what are you seeing around the country. Danielle, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Mortgage rates climbed for the second straight week. According to Freddie Mac, the average rate for the 30-year fixed is now at 5.66%, up from 5.55 just a week ago. And the 15-year fixed is also up and is now just shy of 5% at 4.98%. Wells Fargo's senior economist is warning that the housing market is in worse shape than most experts realize. Mark Vittner told the San Francisco Business Times that it's only a matter of time before the true nature of the housing market is revealed. And finally, do you think your company is a top employer for women? There's still one more day to nominate yourself for your or your workplace. Many companies are racing to reform their culture or offer up new benefits as a way to recruit more women to their staffs and we're looking to celebrate those who've set themselves apart. Just go to nmplink.com forward slash TEW 2022. The deadline for nominations is Friday. Quick programming note, the principal will be off until Tuesday for the Labor Day holiday. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.